Hey friends, Alan Briggs here, and I just want to say welcome back to the podcast. If you're listening, you survived. I mean, you've survived a really hard season, and I know for many of us, it's a challenging moment to watch the division, to watch the frustration, even on social media, just coming out in some ugly ways. And we want to encourage you at Stay Forth that you matter, your leadership matters, what you're doing matters. And I know that feeling of thinking, this is just a drop in the bucket. How does this actually move the needle in people's lives, in their ministries, in their leadership, in their health? Some days it can feel futile. And I just want you to know that you are not alone. We hope that these conversations nourish you here on the podcast. And we're doing something unique, a very different podcast today. This is actually my talk that I gave to open up Healthy Leaders Summit. If you haven't heard about Healthy Leaders Summit, I don't know where you've been, maybe hiding under a rock somewhere. We had an incredible opportunity to have some amazing thought leaders come to the table, share their minds, their hearts, some advice for how we push forward in this moment. And it was incredible. Just a few weeks ago, you can still get all the content for just a $59 donation to Compassion. Head on over to HealthyLeadersSummit.com. You can get access and just unlock the whole vault for you, for your team. We hope that you'll grab that. But this first talk, I wanted to set the table for where we were heading and also where we had been. I wanted to look back and analyze some of the change from information to encounters that we're looking for, what I'm seeing among leaders, some advice, some next steps for you to be able to take. And also, I'm hearing from leaders in business spaces, nonprofit space, church space, entertainment, you name it. A lot of the leaders that I coach are feeling the exact same things. So I think this will be really valuable. This will normalize some of the stuff that you're feeling. And you think it's just me. I'm a freak. No, it's not just you. And you are not a freak. You are completely normal and completely unique all at the same time. And I think this will normalize some of those things that you've been feeling this fall. You just don't know that everybody else is feeling some of the exact same thing. So I think you'll be encouraged by this talk. Before we kick that off, we just wanted to let you know that there's a sweet invitation that we've got for you into our cohorts. Our cohort season is just about to kick off and we still have slots available. We've got three different cohorts going on, one of them for healthy leaders. How do you become healthy? How do you stay healthy in your life and leadership? A six-week cohort to go through all of the tools that we would recommend for you to get going on your journey. This is going to be incredible. Um, I don't know, just a, an opportunity, a conversation, a way to talk with other leaders and connect, but also learn some tools in the process. Also, I will be co-hosting one called Racial Reconciliation in the Kingdom. Now, we have an expert on staff in racial reconciliation, justice, and equity work in the way of Jesus. Her name is Melinda Joy Mingo, and she is an incredible resource to leaders like you. And she's been an incredible resource to me and to our team. So we're really excited to say, how, where do we move from here? How, how do we take next steps in this racially charged and divided season that has been so hard on so many? And the last one is on bivocationalism. If you serve in a ministry role, but you also are paid in some other way, you have some unique challenges that you face. And we're going to have two of our Stay Forth coaches leading that as well. These are all six-week cohorts. They start next week. If you're listening to this, the week of October 20th, please jump in. Go ahead and register. Go ahead and head to stayforth.com 
backslash coaching, stayforth.com. Just click on the coaching tab. You'll see that if the cohorts are still listed, we've got space. Guys, don't miss this opportunity. You cannot do this alone. It's just too hard. It's just too challenging in this moment to be able to lead alone. If any of us thought we could lead alone, I think we don't think that anymore. I mean, COVID has beat some things into us and out of us. Again, I think you'll be encouraged and refreshed by this episode of the podcast. If it's helpful to you, it'll be helpful to somebody else. There's that phrase I keep hearing, most of us are like the rest of us. So if it resonates with you, would you just drop it down? Would you just share, text it to somebody else? Get this word out to other people that they are not alone. They can lead and live healthy. So here is my talk from the Healthy Leader Summit just a few weeks ago. And the title of this is How Do We Navigate Disorientation? How do we navigate disorientation? I hope you enjoy this talk. I hope it's helpful, practical, and you take your next right steps. Enjoy. I want to officially welcome you to the Healthy Leader Summit. And if you're watching this, you survived. I mean, you survived a crazy crazy year that we've had up to now. And we live in a complex moment. And I hope that the next few days are a chance for you to kind of zoom out on life a little bit to work on your leadership. Yes, but we don't just want information. We want for you to be shaped and formed in the next few days. And as we look back at this last year, I mean, it's laughable to think about what we've been through. And so our year started something like this. Remember that 2020 vision series that like half the churches in America preached? Like, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to clarify this year. Like, here's the vision. This is going to be a good one. And then COVID. And I don't know what that produced in your life. I don't know the kind of fears or anxiety that March was for you, but I experienced what I called the week of loss. Every email seemed to say, we we regret to inform you and we're sorry, but this is canceled. That is canceled. This opportunity, this income, this event, the things that I absolutely love were being canceled one after another. Not only did we lose a lot of income, a lot of influence, a lot of opportunity, but for a moment I thought, what am I supposed to do in this next season? What does this look like? You changed, you adapted, all of that. But in that moment, what were you feeling? What were you thinking when it hit? And I can just say that I went to fear. I went to frustration. I went to anger. I was grieved at the stuff that I was losing in the moment, trips, fun experiences, opportunities to see the church all over in different places. And yet it was all falling down the week of loss. And it ended up being so ironic. Now, I would love to say that I reacted and I responded in a beautiful way. And and maybe there were moments of that, but Yes, I turned to Netflix, as you probably did too. And if you're wondering, yes, I watched Tiger King. May this be my confession. And yes, I do believe Carol done it. All right. That's that's just me. All right. You're entitled to your opinion. But the reality is we turn to Netflix more than we turn to the living God. Many of us, we spent more time on Instagram than we did in the pages of scripture. We relied more on the PPP loan from our government than we did on the living God. And that's my confession. And yet God began to shape me and to churn and to turn in my heart, in my life. And honestly, I felt like I was a 16 year old getting grounded. 
And yet I began to think about those words grounded. And actually God began to kind of shift and turn me. If you think about a wire that's grounded, isn't going to start a fire in your house. I was thinking about a plane that's grounded. Planes are meant to fly and yet they need to refuel. They, they need to refresh. They need to literally get stuff off board and they need to fill back up with food and things that they can go to the next place. They need to check on the engine lights. They need to do the checks to make sure that they're safe and healthy. And I began to see that maybe this being grounded is actually what I need in this season, but never what I would have asked for and never what I wanted. How is that for you? How, how was that season? What did God teach you? How did God shape you? How did God form you in the midst of the madness and the fear and the anxiety? God was doing something in me. And yet we all got grounded at some level. And there were three things that God began to show me just slowly. Three things that have shaped me during that time and have continually shaped me. And the first one was this. The first one was be generous. Be generous. And I heard this of the Lord and saying, be generous with what? We had these contracts that were canceled, opportunities canceled. We had less income than we were used to. We were struggling. How am I supposed to be generous right now? And the idea of scarcity is I thought, oh, it's time to self-protect. Everybody's saying, you know, store up your resources. Budgets are frozen. Be generous. How am I supposed to do that? The next thing that God spoke to me was this, lean in. Lean in. When everyone just seemed to lean out, leaders in this moment, we had the opportunity to lean in. We had the opportunity to serve more leaders who were frustrated, more leaders who were overwhelmed. We began to coach leaders. We had the opportunity to step in and say, you know what? We understand that you can't pay. We're going we're gonna to serve you. We're going to lean in to the opportunity. We're leaning in to these few days together because there are more pain points and needs than there were when this year began. We're struggling. And the last one that God spoke to me was this, tell the truth. Tell the truth. And it wasn't like a proclaim the gospel. It was like a tell people what you're actually feeling. Tell them that you're actually struggling. Tell them you're not okay. Tell them you're frustrated. You don't know how this thing's going to turn out. You don't know what's next. I don't know why the summer exists. I don't, I don't know why we can't be together with our church family in April. And this thing that we love called Easter, this Super Bowl event that we have in our faith. I don't know why we are heading into this or heading into that or not heading into this or not heading into that. And I'm telling you, these three things brought me so much life. The generosity when I wanted to lean on to scarcity and to close my fist, to lean in when I wanted to lean out and cancel life for a bit and just say, I'll, I'll get back to life in six months and tell the truth when I honestly wanted to say, I'm just fine. I'm just fine. Everything's all right. You're struggling too. Eh, I probably don't have it any worse than you do. I'm telling you, this stuff brought me life in that season and continues to bring me life. And yet every week I sit in coaching sessions, I get coffee. Sometimes I sit around the fire with leaders and we're having discussion, conversation, what's actually going on. We're telling the truth to one another. And these are the things that I hear on a regular basis from leaders in our coaching sessions. I'm not the right person for the job. You've been feeling that at all in this season? I'm not the right person for the job. I don't know if I'll have a job. I, 
I don't even know if it'll be waiting for me. I mean, talk about anxiety and stress. It's hard enough. I don't know if it'll be there waiting for me. We'll have to lay off staff. Or we already laid off staff. We'll have to lay off more staff. And the pain that a leader has in their voice and in their heart when they tell me that. Our organization may not make it. Our business, our church, our nonprofit, we, not, we may not make it through this thing. I don't want to be seen as a failure. I had so many leaders say this. Not only the thing might not make it, this idea that we had, this move, this organization, this side thing, this church plan, but I don't want to be seen as a failure in result. I can't win in any decision. I've had so many leaders tell me this. I make this decision and these people shoot at me. I make this decision, these people shoot at me. For the exact same decision, people are telling you, you opened too soon, you didn't open soon enough. You can't speak up on race like that. You spoke up too much on it. You're not speaking enough. You're speaking too much politically about race, about the next issue. You can't win. And I have so much empathy for the criticism right now that you're facing as leaders. I'm not sure I can keep going. Exhaustion, overwhelm. I'm not sure that I can keep this up. I don't know that this is sustainable. I've heard this from so many leaders. Everything that used to work isn't working. I just don't know what to do. You ever feel like those levers that you could pull in the past? This thing always worked and now it doesn't. What got you here my friends, is not going to get you there. What got you here isn't going to get you there. The things that used to work in a pre-COVID world are quickly just not working. We're rediscovering what this new different is going to be. I don't believe it's going to be a new normal. It's going to be a new different. It's going to feel different. And the number one thing that I'm hearing from leaders is this word, disoriented. I feel disoriented. I don't know how to orient. And there's good news in this is that when we are oriented one way, then we are disoriented. God can reorient us. And Walter Brueggemann describes the Psalms as orientation, disorientation, reorientation. So blessed are the disoriented in this moment. If you're feeling this, number one, we're all feeling this. We don't know how to feel. We don't know how to place this. We don't know how to name this. In a book I was reading recently called The Power of Pull, the authors said this, and I thought it was prophetic from 10 years ago. They said, if we are going to succeed in this rapidly changing world, we face two challenges, making sense of the, cha- of the changes around us and making progress in an increasingly unfamiliar world. We are trying to make sense We are trying to name the things that are just going on right here. Guys, there's power in naming things. If you're struggling to say, here is how I'm struggling. Here's how I feel. Let me just name that. Adam's first job to name things in the garden. Jesus comes on the scene with Peter and he gives him a new name, a new identity. There is power in naming things. When we can just name what's happening, we can make sense of it. The second one is making progress. What are my next steps? How am I going to make a move? What should I do next? And I'm hearing these two questions a lot. We talk about these every week in coaching. Is what happened? What what just happened? How do we name that? And what are my next steps? What are my next right steps? How do I find clarity when I don't know what I'm certain of? 
Clarity without certainty. How do I find a direction when I don't know what the destination is? I don't know where we're going to be in 2021. And the words of scripture have popped out. I mean, I don't know about you, but like they've been life to me. I've seen them differently in the struggle and in the frustration, in the overwhelm. Scripture has been so grounding for me. And these verses have stuck out like they never have before for me. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Oh, I mean, that just read my heart. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Oh, that's just reading my heart. That under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. I don't know about you, but I had a lot forced into the open of my heart that was ugly. It was ugly. It just came out in proximity. It came out with my kids. It came out in the closeness. It came out in the frustration. It came out in the fear, the loss, the anxiety, the overwhelm. It just showed its true colors for good or for ill. And I did a lot of walking during COVID and I did a lot of talking to God in those moments to just slow down and to just try to process, to try to make sense so I could make some kind of progress. But to see that, that this is saying, don't try to get out of it prematurely. And yet, what was I trying to do? What have we tried to do in many of our churches? How fast can we get back to normal? And my friends, I don't think we're going back to normal. I think we've entered the wilderness. I think we have had to trade our flip-flops on the paved paths to put on our hiking boots and go bushwhacking through the, the deep foliage in the wilderness, hacking through with machetes. It's exhausting. We don't know where we're heading. It's hard to find direction. And that, my friends, is where we are at. We are in the wilderness. How do we make sense and how do we make progress of where we are? And I've encountered God in fresh new ways, and I've encountered the ugliness of my heart in this season. And I bet you have too. And yet I wouldn't trade it for anything. There's this thing that our team at Stay Forward noticed several years ago. You've probably felt it coming on slowly. It's an ailment that leaders are wrestling with everywhere, and it is called death by content. Information is everywhere. There's too much of it. We can consume so much information. Now, if we were at a face-to-face conference right now, my guess is this. A lot of you would be sneaking out of the session. Like, okay, I see you. Like, maybe you're sneaking out to the bathroom right now where you're like, ooh, man, let me go grab some nachos or let me go grab another cup of coffee. But we'd be sneaking out and we'd be getting a meal together. And I started to realize, wait a minute, that's actually the best thing about what happens at a conference. And I know that's ironic to say at a conference. But I would sneak out and I would go, hmm, and and I don't know about you, but if I'm going to choose tacos or talks, I'm going to choose tacos every time. Tacos over talks. I mean, that feels like the branding, maybe 2021. Instead of clear vision this year, 2020 vision, tacos over talks. And here's what I found is that we are overwhelmed with information. We are overwhelmed with information, but we are hungry for encounters right now. We're hungry for encounters with the living God. We're hungry for encounters with one another. Guys, let me say it a different way. We are lonely and we know that we need each other. 
Some of you are watching this by yourself. Some of you will tear up and some of the content that's straight to your heart is raw and it's relevant. Others of you are by, uh, by yourself, but with a team, decentralized. You're watching it over Zoom. You're gonna talk and have conversations with your team. Some of you are in boardrooms. Some of you are in living rooms watching this with people you know and love, and you're gonna be prayed over during this time. Guys, please hear me say this. We don't just wanna dump more information on you in the next few days. There's some great information, some incredible speakers, and yet we want you to experience an encounter with the living God and with one another during this time. So in the next few days, here's a couple of things we promise you. Number one is we want you to have an encounter with the living God. These aren't just people who are up on stages. They're saying they want to lead you back to Jesus in this perplexing, overwhelming, and, and, and moment that just doesn't seem to fit, right? We just can't name the complexity. We want you to have an encounter with God. We want you to have conversations with fellow strugglers. All these speakers are incredible leaders, incredible messages, and yet what God is doing in their lives, they open up their hearts and they share it with us. And we hope that that's an incredible honor and experience to be here as they do that. And the last one is we want you to have discussion with one another. We don't just want you to ingest and say, that talk was great, that was a good new idea, that was a fresh ministry idea, business idea, leadership idea, nonprofit idea for our team. We want you to say, here's what God did in my heart during this time. We are overwhelmed with information, but we are hungry for encounters. Encounters with God, encounters with one another. Guys, that's our joy is when we hear you guys discussing together. When you text a friend, when you Marco Polo a friend afterwards, when you say, hey, what'd you get from that? Can we watch this together tomorrow? Let's talk, let's be honest. Let's tell the truth to one another, how we're actually doing in this moment. I think we'll feel a whole lot less lonely if we do that. Now, I believe that we have exited the information age. Information is everywhere. The reality is this, guys, information does not soothe our souls. Quite the opposite. The amount of information we're carrying is creating an unbelievable amount of overwhelm. Information is everywhere. But people are saying that we have entered the attention economy. The attention economy, there are companies that are literally trying to monetize your attention. Attention is the last frontier. And people are trying to grab our eyeballs. They're trying to grab our ears and our attention. People are fighting for my attention when I should be looking into my kids' eyes and giving them that attention. And I just want to ask you two basic questions. Two basic questions. Number one, what is worthy of your attention? If we're in the attention economy, what is worthy of your attention? And then secondly, Where have you been investing it? Where have you been investing it? Because I can tell you that giving all of your attention to Twitter, all of your attention to the nightly news, which is hard to believe anymore, who's telling the truth in a fake news, in a bad news world, what are you giving your best attention to? I've had to sign off of certain things that I was regularly engaged in before because I just can't handle it all. We need to guard our hearts, that verse, guard our heart above all else, for it's the wellspring of life. And I had this, this moment and this opportunity to, to climb a mountain in New Zealand, and it was this incredible peak. 
and we had the, there's four of us. We were roped up together. There were glaciers and we had this opportunity to climb this really intimidating peak. And it was kind of this once in a lifetime deal. We, we had the opportunity. We went there, we trained, we were roped up. We had everything that we need. We were terrified. That's the word that I love to use. Terrified meets excited. All those feelings together where you're like pumping your fist and wanting to throw up all at the same time. We went to the base of this mountain and we waited the first day. And then we waited the second day. And the mountain, we couldn't even see it. It wasn't like this. It was completely socked in in clouds. And then we waited another day and we would look ahead at the weather and we waited nine days for a weather window. And then we started to see the clouds tomorrow are going to part. And we only had a few days before we knew that those clouds would quickly close. We'd be caught on that mountain that already is dangerous in a crystal clear blue day. And so we were dropped off by a helicopter about 25 miles uh, up this area, no roads near there. We literally threw our stuff off, took about a 20 foot jump into the snow, waved goodbye to this guy. And here we sit underneath this mountain, looking up at it. And we had a weather window. We made it to the top. It was a struggle. It was a challenge. It was three days of continual nerves. But you know what happened is we were coming down the mountain, the window closed behind us. And I believe that we've got a window. We've got a weather window right now. We have been humbled. Our hearts are raw. Many of us are grieving. What we thought we knew, what we thought we were good at, what we thought we could just call it in and go on autopilot, we no longer can. I don't know about you, but I know less than I did when 2020 started. I have been humbled. But guys, we've got a window. We've got a weather window. And I believe God is trying to teach his people something in this moment. I never would ask for what 2020 brought, and yet I'm so grateful. I wouldn't want to undo it because of what God has taught me along the way. And yet, guys, I, I want to express real concern. I'm not a pessimist. I'm often an optimist, but I want to be a realist for just a minute, guys. I think that a wave of burnout is coming. We've been living with crisis leadership for so long. We can only live inside of our amygdala, inside of our monkey brain so long, driving, pushing on adrenaline before we have fallout. We're already starting to see that. The anxiety is through the roof. Guys, the division is through the roof. Media has us continually in a frenzy. We are trying to deal with really complex realities. And as the people of God, we're asking Jesus, how would you live in the midst of this? God, how are we to live as wise, as discerning in the midst of the craziness and the madness? How do we discern what life looks like when we can't win? When both sides feel like they're shooting at us? When one decision that we make the very best we can and people say, I'm leaving this. I'm not going to donate anymore. I'm leaving this church. I can't work for this organization anymore. I, I can't handle this. This is a disorienting moment. John Tyson says this, we are dealing, what we are dealing with is a replenishment problem. We have a replenishment problem. I want to remind you that right now you're probably more tired than you think. You need to replenish more than you think. Each day and each week is taking more out of us than we ever would have imagined. And, and there's a few things that I'm learning right now. I just want to share with you. These come up every week in coaching sessions. These come up in conversations with friends. And I want to make sure 
that I pass these on to you guys. When clarity goes up, overwhelm goes down. When clarity goes up, overwhelm goes down. They have an inverse relationship, like two sandbags that are hanging. You wake up and your overwhelm is like this. What can you clarify? What can you clarify? Even if you can't fix it, what can you clarify? God is a God of clarity. Seek clarity in this time. That's what we get to do in coaching relationships. What got you here is not going to get you there. The levers we pulled in the last seasons, the things we could do sometimes by sheer charisma and competency, we no longer can do. We can no longer pull that off. What got you here isn't going to get you there. It will require new skills, a new way of living and learning and leading in this next season. As chaos goes up, structure must also go up. In times where there's more chaos, we need to match that with more structure. Each day, I take 10 minutes to line out my day and say, here is all that I can do today. I want to steward this day, God. These few hours you've given me with these few things I can do, I have limits. Here's what I can do. But as chaos goes up, structure also must go up. And many times we actually lean out when we're feeling chaos. We're actually going to shut down. We're actually not going to do what we feel called to do. Now's the time to ratchet up structure. Limits are some of our greatest blessings. I mean, even as I say this, it's so hard to believe this, but limits are some of our greatest blessings. We have limits. You do not have unlimited time, unlimited energy, unlimited resources. You can only do what lives within the limits that we have in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts, in our souls. And we just can't push against those limits. Embrace the gift of limits, my friends. We are always more tired than we think. I can guarantee you that. We are always more tired than we think. You get on vacation, you didn't think you needed a vacation, and then you're exhausted. Two naps later, the next day you go, maybe I was tired. 14 hours sleep later, maybe I was tired. The time to rest, the time to realize you're tired is now before you feel it. It's kind of like climbing a mountain and realizing you're dehydrated. By the time you realize it, it's too late. We are always more tired than we think. If you're tired, I bet you're exhausted. If you're exhausted, heads up, you may be getting close to burnout. Sabbath is a gift from God, but we have to unwrap it. I don't see many silver bullets in scripture, but I see Sabbath as one of those, something that Jesus practiced himself, something that's making a resurgence today. So many leaders are saying, I need to take this seriously. I take it literally that there is a day every week that is a get to day and a half to world. And leaders, we are terrible at this. We want to continue to push and work hard and grow and hustle and churn and burn. And unfortunately, that leads us to burnout. Sabbath is a gift, but we have to unwrap it. And friends, I just, I want to close by saying this. Don't lead alone. Don't lead alone. We're trying to make sense of this moment and we're trying to make progress We're trying to name what has happened and say, how do we move forward right now in this moment? And and I know that you wouldn't be attending this. You wouldn't be leaning in right now if you didn't believe that God isn't done with you. You still have work to do. You're leaning in and pushing ahead to take your next right step. You can't do it alone. And, And just a couple of suggestions. Number one, we say this a lot at Stay Forth. You need friends. Leaders need friends. It has been so life-giving for me to just sit with friends and process what's happened, to name the way ahead. 
What are you wrestling with? What are you struggling with? What's been hard? But you need friends. You need people who are unimpressed by you. You need people who don't need anything from you, but want to be with you. Leaders, we need friends. We need safe places to be with them. The second one, you need Sabbath. You need Sabbath. More than ever, if we have a replenishment issue, then we need to learn to replenish. What brings you joy? What is play for you? What is life-giving for you? We're all wired up a little bit differently. Can you get out into creation? Can you get away from the demands? Can you get away from the screens? Could you put your phone on airplane mode? Could you not answer email for a day? I dare you to take two. Could you reinvest in your kids and look back into their eyes again? Could you go swing a golf club just because you want to? Could you go fish? Could you go on that date with your wife or with your husband? Could you go see friends again just because you want to? Sabbath is a get-to day and a have-to world. The next one is you need structure. This is a time of chaos and you need structure. And I want to invite you into a journey with the community. The Right Side Up community is a group that is going through the Right Side Up journal together. Now we took about a year to create this companion guide for coaching. And this is a three-month journey toward health and impact. 10 minutes a day, I look at the purpose for the day. I look ahead. I see about any scheduling faux pas that I made in the meantime. And I write these things down. I dedicate these things to the Lord. I pray for the people that I'm going to meet with. And it's left brain on, on the left. And it's planning for the day. And on the right page, it's right brain. I can sketch. I can draw. I can collect notes and ideas. And this has been so life-giving for me each day to dedicate these 10 minutes. Also 30 minutes a week. I get to look back and see what I've done, and celebrate what God has done, and look ahead at the challenge of the week. And guys, the Right Side Up Journal is used by this community of leaders around Stay Forth that's saying we're crazy enough to believe that we can live and lead right side up in an upside down world. Guys, our world is crazy, but you don't have to live and lead that way. And guys, we designed this for leaders in the trenches. Can you give 10 minutes a day Can you give 30 minutes a week to structuring your life so you can best steward the life that God has given you? And there's an incredible community of these folks. This Right Side Up Journal, it is such a joy to see these go out literally all over the country, to see people stewarding the days, stewarding the time so they can be the best leaders God has called them to. And the last thing I want to invite you into is you need coaching. You need coaching from someone. The complexity of this time, we are not meant to handle alone. This is the most complex time I've ever lived and led through. Probably you would say the same. I have a coach in my own life. We get the opportunity at Stay Forth to coach leaders all over the country, kingdom leaders of all kinds who want to live right side up in an upside down world. And maybe you're saying, I don't even know how to process my next steps. A coach can help you. We're where spiritual meets practical. We actually have 15 coaches at Stay Forth. We want to continue to add to our network of coaches across the country that say, I need somebody else to to help me. We need friends in our lives. We also need somebody helping us to take our next right step, helping us to move, to not just make sense, but also to make progress of where we are heading. Somebody to help you build or rebuild your week when you feel like it's falling apart. Somebody to just lean into and say, today, I just need a voice that I'm frustrated in this. And we ask questions like, where are you thriving? Where are you struggling? 
What feels confusing right now? And what, what can we clarify in that? What feels like it's missing? What are those longings of your heart that you can fill in the gap? And of course, what are your next steps? What are your next steps? We want to serve leaders, kingdom leaders of all kinds, church leaders, business leaders, nonprofit leaders who say, I want to live and lead as God has uniquely designed me. You can't do it alone. Friends, this is a moment. This is a moment we won't get back. We've got a weather window. And I don't know about you, but in 2030, I want to look back and say, I lived as wise, understanding the times and knowing how I should live and lead in them. But please don't hear this, that we are dumping more information on you. We want you to have an encounter with the living God. We want you to live and lead as God designed you. But my friends, we can't do it alone. So long.